Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! Chip Chipperoo, Bob's Credits listeners! Hi, friends. Hello, everyone. We hope you are doing well. It is a big day on Bob's Credits. We are going to cover a beloved episode today. But before we get our bleak on, do we have any business to take care of, Max? We don't have any business. We don't. I have um, some. I have a fun story that I've been hiding from you that I've never told you before. Oh, okay. Well, well that doesn't sound like business to me. Is it business related? It's it's Bob's credits related. Okay. And biscuit related. Oh, my two favorite things in the world. So I'm going to preface this by I want to shout out a listener named um, Carla. Hello, Carla. Um. So I was downstairs with our neighbor Millie and we were having some coffee together, just shooting the breeze, shoot, shooting the shit sitting in the breeze is what I meant to say. And she goes, when I was at my baby shower, I met someone who listens to your podcast. So they're at Millie's baby shower in Mexico and her and her friend are talking about what TV shows they like. And her friend is like, Bob's Burgers. I love that show. And Millie's like, you should check out the podcast Bob's Credits. And she goes, I love that podcast. And Millie goes, they're my neighbors. And then, no way. And then to top it off. How have you waited to tell me this? She goes, you know Biscuit? And Millie's like, yes, I know Biscuit. Biscuit and Millie are like soulmates. Yeah. Like he loves her. He does. He really, really does. So shout out to Carla. Hi, Carla. Um, uh, we are honored. We totally understand that Biscuit is your favorite because it's the same in this household, honestly. The same. He thinks it's his podcast. So anyhow. He's not here today. He's at the groomers right now. The sad, we, we are... 
you know, in Jerry Maguire, maybe when he says, You complete me. Yes. <laughs> we are not complete without Biscuit. It is so quiet in the house without him here, even though he's a very quiet dog. Yeah. No squeaking on this podcast, no rustling for toys. So there's no reason to be distracted and not get into this very, very, like you said, huge episode. We're going to kick it off right away if you're ready, really quick. I'm ready. What are we What are we kicking it off with? Actually, you know what? We're not going to kick it off just yet. Okay. I, I'm teasing. I'm, Ooh. What, look, we're still learning how to do a podcast. <laughs> Why, Max? <laughs> we need to play a little Bob Punter Max pun first. We sure do. If they're not Christmas themed or holiday themed, I am going to flip my shit. They are not. I've ruined it. I'm already upset that we are recording a Christmas episode so far away from Christmas. Like it makes me want it to be the holiday season. And I'm, now you just ruined my whole day. Max. I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna How? save I'm gonna save myself here. A Christmas miracle? Okay. The, I wasn't gonna get into this, but some people might be looking at this episode and being like, uh, the bleakening part one, isn't that just one episode? Uh-huh. And the the answer is yes, no. Yes, <laughs> yes, no. Okay. You know. The bleakening originally aired as one hour-long episode. I'm going to sneak in with a fun fact, even though I was not supposed to research this week. Technically, the first hour-long episode, because like Wonder Wharf episode... Wharf of Wonder, those were, they were to be continued. This was aired as an hour long. Okay, continue. So based on where you watch it currently on streaming, you might get it in two parts. You might get it as the full episode. I think on iTunes, it's a full episode. On Where we watch it on Hulu, it's a part one and part two. And part one had special end credits made for it that didn't exist in the original airing which is why we split these two into two episodes. Yes. So next week, I will give you all Christmas-themed puns. How's about that? That's fair. I will take that. Okay. I am so interested in decisions like, well, this needs to be two parts on Hulu, but we'll just like put it as it originally was on iTunes. I... I'm sure there are so many like headachey conversations and meetings about that. So if you know why this decision was made, I'm super interested. Yeah, because then they have to go like, oh, we have to make end credits for this because it doesn't have an end credit sequence, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Yeah. And then it's it's a whole thing. We'll get into the splitting of it and how you feel about it when we get into the episode. Let's get into your non-holiday themed burger puns then. I'm so sorry. Okay, this week we are doing pest control trucks. Fun. Do you have a specific for next week? Do you what what mm. kind of which which of the puns do you want Christmas themed? Holiday themed? I'm going to go classic burgers. Classic burgers? Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Your first pun is pest side story. <laughs> so good. Um Bobs? Max. I knew it was you because normally they kind of play into the Terminator. Like West Side Story doesn't have like a killing aspect. They in do it. both. I've okay. noticed. I have as been I've watched. Sometimes corrected. It, yeah, sometimes it works for like specifically exterminator. Sometimes right. it's just the pest related uh, rhyme. Yes. Your next pun is 
Sugar and mice and everything lice. Bobs. Max. I have lost my edge. You still got edge. You just lost your touch with this game a little bit. How do I get it back? You're still a badass, okay? I want you to know that. Don't let anyone ever tell you different. Okay. Your next pun is eyes on the flies. Max. Bob's. Oh my god. And your final pun is epic snail. Max. Yes, you saved yourself. You got one. Oh, she's I she's giving me the evil eye. I'm I'm trying to figure out how I can blame this on you. No, you can just blame it on me. No, I'll, t- I would I'll never. take the blame. I take responsibility for my mediocrity. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot and say if this week's Skylar Sides is not holiday themed, I'm going to be very upset. It's not holiday themed. What? But it. <laughs> How dare you? But it is. How dare you? You're giving me. Dennis. Dennis. Dennis yeah. Reynolds from. Always Sunny Vibes? Yes. Two wars? Well, actually, there are two wars right now. Two wars! It is not holiday-themed, but it is Molyneux sister-themed, which is, in and of itself, a true present. The Molyneux sister birthday should be a national holiday, so there. What's their sign? Do you know their sign? I'm talking about them as as if they're twins. I don't even know my sign. (laughs) Yes, you do! I know. I know my sign. I don't know your sign. I've told you. Virgo. You think I'm a Virgo? Scorpio. No. Uh, what else is there? Um, don't don't worry about John it. Ralphio. <laughs> um, don't don't worry about it. I'll give you a whole lecture. Um, on our drive up to Santa Barbara, I'll ex- I'll explain my sun sign, my moon sign, my star rising, my. We should just listen to a podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, are you ready for Skylar Sides? The fun facts before the fun facts. Dish it, girl. You know I love the Molyneux sisters. I love their episodes. So when an interviewer asked them who their favorite side character is to write for, my eyes were glued to the screen. Would you like to know their answer? Your eyes were glued to the screen? I was watching a video. Oh. But that but that's where I read articles too. Yeah. Uh, I guess Do you my, think I had like the New York eyes. Times printed out in and, front of me? And actually like glued to your eyeballs? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Mag. What is wrong with us? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> this is what happens when Biscuit isn't here. I know. We he just, grounds us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Wendy said that they have an extreme soft spot for, do you want to guess? Jen. No, they did not mention Jen. I don't I'm think, so well, surprised. Wendy does the voice for Jen, but I don't think sh- they write Jen in as much. Like, I don't think sh- We'd have to look at, yeah. like, the episodes and who writes the episodes that Jen's in. Yeah. But you want to take another guess one more? Gail. Yes. They have a very soft spot for Gail. Her first appearance in season one, the episode Art Crawl, they wrote that episode. And so her words, they are always writing her into everything. So if you are a Gail fan, 
the Molyneux sisters are your are your girls. Someone on Twitter said that Lizzie is very Linda-like and Wendy is very Gail-like, and Wendy confirmed that that is absolutely true, and that writing Gail kind of brings out all her, like, fears, and she didn't say this, but, you know, your shit, you know? I love it. You know, the deep down stuff. I was going to say, who was the Gail in their life, but now we know the answer. Now we know the answer. I think we all have some Aunt Gail in us. Oh, yeah. Like, your toe spacers... I'm going. Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm Toe going. spacers are a completely normal thing for someone to wear on a regular basis. So your toe spacers are are definitely filed under the Gale category. Okay, for sure. Yeah, Bob would do would try toe spacers out for a little while for one day. Yeah, yeah, and then you'd be like, "This is too painful." Um, the other person that they love um, to write for is Nat. Yep. A kindred spirit for Louise, they said. They love that she has this female relationship with an adult because it tracks. Louise basically is a little adult. Um, and they also said that, you know, we're always finding out more about Nat. So I'm hoping that's pointing to us, you know, digging a little deeper to Nat in future episodes. Lizzie chimed in. She agrees with both of those. But she also said she loves writing for Courtney, which I was a little surprised by. But she mentioned something that I had never thought about. And she said she loves writing for Courtney because Jean doesn't get frazzled by anyone except Courtney. Mm, And so I can see how that would be like a really fun, fresh dynamic to write for. I love that. So that's my little... Fun fact before the fun facts. Should we get into this episode? Let's do it. I have to say, I am not feeling the holiday spirit at all. Should we just listen to a clip of Christmas of My Dreams? Because I I need it. To get us into it? Yes, yes. Okay, sure. But the eggnog flowed like a river, and it made people reconsider, and come together for something. Better? Way better. I love the moment where <laughs> Bob is, he's in like full tuxedo and he just rolls back over to go back to sleep. I was going to say that. Like when we watched this last night and just now, it's like the most subtle roll onto his side and it just cracks me up way something, more than it should. I know we're just getting the episode now, but uh, something about. Like, this is Linda's fantasy that's going on. He's in a tuxedo all of a sudden, so it's in her fantasy, but he's still doing the actions outside of her fantasy. Does that make sense? Yes. It's funny. Well, Um, and it plays with how when we cut back into her reality, she's, like, wrapped herself up in the bedspread, and they're they're definitely combined. Yeah. Skylar does this every Christmas morning, by the way. (laughs) I I sure do. Okay. Skylar, can we the title? and synopsis for season eight episode six yeah next week is gonna be episode six a or seven depending on where you watch it um (laughs) okay there you go the episode title is the bleakening part one linda awakens in the night with a holiday epiphany she needs to throw the christmas of her dreams party to spread holiday cheer and so they do It's a pretty okay celebration until the tree with her favorite kid-made ornaments goes missing. 
she's determined to find the culprit. And the kids are too, but only because Louise thinks it's the present stealing Bleakin. The quest to save Christmas is on. This episode came out on December 10th, 2017. It was written by Stephen Davis and directed by Brian Loschiavo. Now, two different writer-directors for part one versus part two, which we'll see next week. See, that also goes into the pro columns of separating the episodes, the episodes out. Yeah. I mean, typically in half-hour sitcoms, when they do hour-longs, mm-hmm. it, they are like... They typically ha- are like in two-parters, kind of. Yeah, but this wasn't. That's the point. Yeah. So that's so interesting to have two different writing partners. I wonder if it has to do with like airing, like when it's typically a half hour and like airing yes. it into two different time slots. There's but like a reason they have to split hour. it for like financially or for like, I I'm just going to say yes. I, I But this aired as, one, as an hour. Yes, but what I'm saying is like when it's – on the network itself, when it's taking mm-hmm. up two time slots now, as opposed to the normal one time slot, is there like a, a pay situation mm-hmm. where like, no, we need this to just be one, this half hour to be one director and writer, and this half hour mm-hmm. to be another director and writer? For- I'm sure there's a bunch of, of stuff going on. Yeah. Max? Yes. What did you think about this episode? Well, are we... It's it's tough because is it a standalone episode? We don't... It's not really... Just tell me your feelings about what we watched when we sat down last night. I mean, it doesn't waste time getting you right into the Christmas spirit. This song kicks off at the very beginning. You don't have the opening credits. Which we know is when they need more time, they cut the opening credits. It doesn't waste any time. Yeah. I think this, is this episode like the first, like because they have this full hour, Mm -hmm. is this like the first full on like musical episode? I think there's... So they have more time for like more songs and longer songs. Yeah, which was interesting because when you said that, my thought, my mind immediately went to like bad things happen in the bathroom. That was like a very musical episode, as was Worf of Wonder. But since we just watched the first 20 ish minutes last night, there were three musical numbers within 22 minutes. To me, that has to be a record. And it. Talk about gifts. Each one is just a gift to Bob's fans. They're all so good. Let's should we go through them? Yeah. So there's this one with the one we just listened to. Which it immediately well, first of all, y'all know I am just like a sucker for snow in this show. The first shot, it says, what does it say? Two days before Christmas? I think it's four days. Four days before Christmas. It's snowing. I am in my hookah heaven. Like, that is the most comforting image to me, Bob's Burgers, with, like, a snowy window. And then we get this fantasy, which is pine trees and snow and Linda's iconic, like, Mrs. Claus dress. Mariah Carey, (gasps) all I want for Christmas is you dress. When does she post her annual post Mariah Carey is it November 1st or December 1st I think it's November 1st. I think it's right after so Halloween like, she goes like give me that money she's like shooting it because she always shoots something like really elaborate so yeah. I think she's like shooting it in October or something but anyway so this is an iconic look for Linda and we will post this in our feed but our friend 
and artist. I believe their handle handle is Mellow Artistic on Instagram. Does make these Linda tree toppers. So if you want Linda in this iconic outfit for your tree topper, we've got a connection. Yeah, go look at our Instagram right now in our little like carousel of images for this episode at Bob's Credits on Instagram and uh, Mellow Artistic will be tagged in there with an image of the tree topper. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, and then what are the other two songs? Uh, the Bleakin one. The Bleakin yeah. is coming, something and like that. And what's the last one? Oh, the art song, which oh, is probably right. the stepchild. Yeah. And then, I mean, you could kind of include a little like, we get like a little musical interlude of, you know, Hark, Hear the what's the What's the name of that song? Is that card Hark, Hark, Hear the Bells? Or, no. No, Carol of the Bells. <laughs> The Home Alone song. Oh, I loved that. You know what? And it it almost borrows from Home Alone mm-hmm. because isn't that in Home Alone? Isn't it a montage to that when he's like setting up yeah. the traps in the house and and the kids are getting ready to go on yeah. there? I I it's a very ominous that holiday song. The Bleakin is ominous. Sure. Should we get into the Bleakin and who it's inspired by? Krampus. Krampus. Was yeah. that one of your fun facts? No, for no, this no, week? no. Let's let's chat let's chat about Krampus a little bit. If you don't know, the Bleakin definitely parallels this European Christmas monster. Yeah. It's like the opposite of Santa. 
they kind of call it. And, and I think Teddy says in a certain thing, he's like, it's got different names in all different. Oh, he um, does? Yeah. We'll post some Krampus pictures in our thing. We will. With the Bleakin, because Krampus can be pretty scary. Highly scary. And the I didn't really know about Krampus until the, we, we like a very niche genre, which is holiday horror films. And I swear we've watched like three Christmas horror films about Krampus, and they're all pretty creepy and good. There's but one called Krampus, specifically. I there is. I think we liked it. I can't remember. It was but fine. I knew about this figure because French in high school. I had a wild French teacher. I've told you all kinds of stories about her, but we learned about France's I guess you could say they're Krampus. It's not really Krampus, but he's called um Père Fouettard or something like that. So in ballet, if you grew up dancing, fouettes are like the very flashy trick and it means to whip. <laughs> so their their scary Christmas figure is like the whipping father. And he has a basket on his back and he just hangs out with Santa. And on his basket, he has these like sticks that he carries around to beat children if they're bad. Hmm. Like, how horrifying is that? Look, you better be good if yeah. you don't want to deal with that. So the Bleakin is a little nicer than Bleakin, some cultures. Yeah, the Bleakin is more Grinch than anything. Just yes, seals, he steals Just stealing Christmas is not doing anything. Yeah, go look at our Instagram right now. We'll have some very, like, I'll put the scariest, like, Krampus imagery I can find. <laughs> anything else about the Bleakin? Not specifically about the Bleakin. But I do love some, like, holiday lore in storytelling. And I love how Louise takes it so seriously. I agree. And she always wrangles the kids, gets the kids on board. She's she's a good leader. Oh, Louise yeah. gets the other kids on board? Yeah. When they're sitting at the table and Tina is like, um, we'll be sleeping in our bed all night. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. I read an AV Club review about this episode, and they made a very interesting point because we don't often think about how Louise and Linda parallel each other because they've definitely had their moments of clashing. Louise seems a little bit more like a daddy's girl, but they mention that there is a major parallel between this mother-daughter in this episode. So Linda is just hell-bent on finding these decorations to the point where she f- pretty much forgets to shop for the kids and is driving Bob a little crazy. And Louise is hell-bent on finding the culprit, too, for her own selfish reasons. She wants to find the bleakin. So there's a nice mother-daughter parallel there. Do you have any favorite things about this episode before we get into some fun facts? I just like how much Bob has embraced the musicals, like the musical numbers. Oh, Bob's writing staff, et cetera. Yes. Given the opportunity, like in in a longer length, like in the movie, obviously, they really like show their love for it. They nail it. It's so fun and just makes you feel good. It it does. And I love the two, like the, the differences between 
Linda's song and the kids' song. Yeah, like, I love that the kids is so like serious and like yes. a rock opera. They're so good at playing into musical genres too. Yeah, whenever they need to. It's very um, their Bleakin song and like and like in the in the snow and their mm-hmm. outfits is very uh, tenacious D, uh, Wonder Boy. If you ever see. I have no idea what words you are saying right now. <laughs> Tenacious D is Jack Black's band. Oh. Um, and Wonder Boy is uh, – Wonder Boy, the video, is very much like they're going on this quest in the snow and they're in like medieval outfits. I'll put a side-by-side oh, of Wonder Boy and, and the Bleakin. How fun. I, and I do – kind of gives me a little Game of Thronesy stuff. And we have a Game of Thrones parody episode in this series. But – I love a quest for these kids. I love them trekking through the snow and climbing mountains. Um, I love that. But rewind back to reality. Can we talk about the Christmas Whoa, party? I heard a little uh, M&M there. Back to reality. <laughs> <laughs> Can we what? Can we talk about Linda's Christmas party? Yes. And would I do something like this? Yes, 100%. And would I be so upset that it was so lame? Yes. Yeah. Let's um, talk about her Christmas party because we get some guest voices. And and all the people we kind of meet at the Christmas party is going to p- really pay off next episode. Yeah, it's setting up all of the whodunit characters. Yes. We get Dalton is back. So John Early, who does the voice of Dalton. I am obsessed with him. Yeah. This is the first time we see Dalton in his in the actual animation style because – Dalton was introduced in Brunt Squatch at the beginning of the season and never got the no. the actual animation. Yeah. So this is the first time we see him as Bob Burger's animation, official animation. That just blew my mind. I know that's so silly, but he's such a great character that and his voice just stands out that I didn't even notice. I was like, yeah, I've seen him a million times before. That's really interesting. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. You don't even realize. And do you have any guesses who does the voice of Art the Artist, the nude posing artist? If you had asked me when we were watching it, I might have had a guess, but I don't right now. He is oh, in you're the gonna Star make me Wars guess. movies. Adam Driver. Whoa. Okay. There you go. Wow. Wow. What a nerd. What a Starbucks nerd. Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Starbucks nerd. What a Star Wars nerd you are. No, I just, I was trying to do my own bleakening research and his name popped up when i was researching and then you said star wars so i was thank like thank you for taking the time to sit down with me here i know you really wanted to go to galaxy's edge over at oh, disneyland today and you're it, it was very nice of you to take the time to record talk about bobs this guy was always talking to me about star wars adam driver this adam driver that yeah adam driver is the voice of art so he has a little singing singing moment a huge singing moment, a whole number. Yeah, and we know we've seen him sing in that. What was that movie he did recently where he sang at the very end? The of divorce. It? Yeah, was that what marriage? It called? Marriage story of a marriage story of a divorce. Story, story of a divorce and something. marriage and overacting and yeah, yes. overblown. Yes, that scene memes. with him and Scar- Scarlett Johansson Scar- 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 yelling at each other. In yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> um, that's just a meme now. Yeah, he sang in that at the end too. Anyway, that was weird, right? That ending. Yeah, it was whatever pretentious. Anyway, yeah, yeah. those are the guest voices I have. We get Marshmallow. This is the last time Marshmallow will be voiced by David Herman. Oh wow! Which is crazy when you think about it, because this was 
season this eight. Feels a long time ago. So what that means we don't really have a marshmallow appearance yet because i don't think uh the voice actor has been replaced officially right and i think i in the the facebook fan groups i'm a part of i do see a lot of like i miss marshmallow i miss marshmallow and it's true it's been a long time there's an absence there for sure but if this is how we have to say goodbye to her before a break this next episode coming up Perfection. Totally. We're going to get into all things marshmallow the next episode. Yes. A couple fun facts for you. Please. The Bleakening are the first episodes where Simon Chong is credited as a storyboard artist. If you oh. know the name Simon Chong from listening to this podcast, or you just know it from popping up on your TV, or you follow Simon Chong anywhere on social media, Simon Chong was the artist who created his own, like, Ode to Bob's Burgers and Archer YouTube video, video that caught Lauren Bouchard's attention and Lauren Bouchard offered him a job. And he's been on the show ever since. He's now like supervising director. But this was his first his first official episode as storyboard artists on Bob's Burgers. It's such an exciting, fun story. It almost reminds me. <laughs> like, I love that just crazy things can happen in life. It reminds me of the show Jury Duty. Which you guys should watch. Yeah. You guys really should watch it. It's so good. But this guy just thought he was going to jury duty and now he's like Instagram famous. Yeah. It's it's wild. I love happens. it. You have to keep room in your heart for some exciting, fun things that you could never imagine happening, happening. Yes, always. I was lecturing to myself because I don't do that. Oh, you're going to play this back on repeat when it goes live? Sure. Just, just loop it. Morning affirmation. I can loop it for you and just create. I'll just create a full episode of you saying that. Okay. You're Do you welcome. have some more fun facts? I got a couple. The kids, you love seeing them in their winter attire. You know it. But we get them specifically at the Christmas party in their sweaters that we first saw in Nice Capades. Yeah. And Teddy is wearing his sweater that he talks about in Last Gingerbread House on the Left. That he talks about? Like, remember he talks about his Santa sweater and he says he can only wear it like the last three months of the year or something? <laughs> that is so good. Yeah. I love when, just like, there's no reason they have to be wearing the same exact sweaters, but they're all wearing those sweaters that we've seen before. It just gives me warmth and nostalgia, and I love those Christmas sweaters on them. We pull out our, like, Christmas attire, too, so we get it. We like, get it. We have our Belcher Family Christmas sweatshirts that we sell on our shop. They're not available right now. They're seasonal. Well, you know what? Maybe we should, for this episode, put them back up for (gasps) uh, two weeks. Like a Christmas in July situation. Oh, yeah. But it's not July. Get over to bobscredits.com slash shop, and we will put the Belcher Family Christmas sweatshirts. Slash slash sale. Let's add a sale. Okay. Go look for it. It's up there now. Uh, It's going to be at the top of the page. Get your Christmas sweatshirts in uh, May. This is going up in May, this episode. Yeah, we'll do we'll do a Christmas in July and May sale. Wow. So um, you can wear those anytime you want. What do you think? 10, 15% off? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just 13% guess. off? <laughs> yeah, we'll figure, out a, we'll figure out a percentage. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Go get it now if you want it. Max, you have to tell them the percentage now because there's no way we can like put it 50% on the site. 50% off. Oh! Oh my yeah. god. Oh my god. I'm no bleakin. I'm Santa Claus. You're like Oprah. Yeah, you get 50% off. You get 15% off. 
<laughs> Discount code is the bleakin. I get your fifteen percent off. There you go. You are so charitable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I nobody puts Teddy in a corner. Everybody puts puts Teddy in a corner. Let me say this, please. Sure. I just want to mention that Teddy is not. Well, he's in this episode a lot. He is very into the Santa sliders. I feel like I should make some Santa sliders on YouTube. Very into the Santa sliders, but we get just the hint of the B story in this episode, or I it might be the runner. Um, he is taping up his Santa and he's like, no one is stealing my Christmas decorations this year. So we get just a little taste in this episode. Yep. The last fun fact I want to point out is Skylar and I have posted about this on TikTok. We've posted about this on Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> Go follow us, Bob's Credits, on all of those. But we're going to repost it because it's such a good fun fact. But also, I want to post it in our carousel. Is Louise's stocking, which we'll see in the last moments before the end credits. You can see that it has been altered to be made larger, where it has been cut a, cut apart and then sewn with some extra material to make it larger. So she's put extra material in the center of the stocking to pretty much double the size of it. And the stitching is like very scrappy. Yeah. Clearly she did it herself. We have Or she asked Tina to do it, or she asked Jean to do it, or yeah, she asked Bob to do it. Yeah. I think Linda would be a little bit better at the uh She's a so she's a sewing queen. Yeah. Um, which is proven in season 13. 13. Yeah. I could also, since we kind we just did that uh, Teddy episode with the blackmail cake, I could also see her blackmailing Teddy to sew that. Yeah, that'd be funny. I'm just, just putting it out there. Anyway, um, when the kids are leaving, sneaking out in the night, right at the end of the episode, that's when you can see that stocking. Yes. Um, and they're sneaking out to, as we said... Carol of the Bells. It's timed perfectly for some of the shots with the music. And then we get into the end credits. Let's do it. I'm obsessed with this. That shot where you see it's a gorgeously what's it called? I'm so bad at it. Like, the window? Yeah. The framing. Yeah. It's you see in the forefront is the chopped off Christmas tree. Yeah, you're the it's, bottom of it's it. It's like you're standing in the Belcher's living room by the tree looking out the window. And then you see through the window the kids very small walking in the snow. Do you think that scene was added for the Hulu one that, that I don't know why you would need it in the... Unless it was went to a commercial there and you just saw them walking off. But it does seem very... Yeah, maybe it... I think it was in there and it just went to commercial or something. Okay. It's a it's a beautifully framed shot. All right. This is now like our fourth amazing holiday song. Yeah. And this is, as we said, this was thrown together for... We don't know if it was streaming. thrown together. But I, don't, was... I don't mean like it was thrown together and they're like, okay, we got to do something. No, they love doing this. 
And we get this, obviously, this version of a Christmas tree with what's going on on the screen. We saw Linda doing her, like, gagging, which I find found so hilarious in the episode when she finds out that her beloved ornaments were stolen. She does this, like, cry gag thing, which is amazing. Yeah, oh, so you see, ahead, you see the tree is there first, and then all of a sudden a snowflake kind of, like, goes by. We got, like, a snowflake background. And a snowflake goes by in front of the tree, and all of a sudden the tree's gone. And that's followed by Linda popping up into the front of the screen and doing like her gasping thing, like you said. And the next shot is a close-up of a suspect list that clearly Linda has created. And it says Art, Marshmallow, Charlotte, Dalton, Janine, and is that Jimmy at the bottom? Yeah, I think so. Can I tell you something really weird? What? I really like cartoon erasing like i don't know why it's so satisfying to me linda like wrote a suspect and then had to erase them and i just like it so much interesting okay let's move on now let me ask you we're gonna see her crossing off some of these people Mm -hmm. and this is a succession joke is she crossing them off or (laughs) underlining them where are my succession people at you know what i'm talking about this is why i love you i fall more in love with you every day you are so funny oh thank you Did anyone else just, like, gag like Linda? (laughs) So we're getting a series. uh, It's it's like a montage, but we get a story. Mm -hmm. We saw that list of suspects, and then we see Bob and Linda going out. Mm -hmm. She puts her coat on. Yeah, and a close-up of Art. Naked. Then they cross Art off. So they've eliminated him from the suspects. So it's basically the story of the episode. Right. As there's shots of them walking, we're always going to kind of get like different things dropping mm-hmm. in the background and in the foreground. And as they're walking to go question art, we get some of her ornaments. And it's the same photo of like Jean from the flashback. There's like three flashbacks of the kids when they're uh, younger. The kids is little, little versions of the kids are my favorite. Carousel worthy? Fl- yeah, let's post the flashback. Okay. Yeah. So she crosses off art and then it's followed by Teddy, who obviously is eating the sliders. He and loves those Santa sliders. Yeah, the sliders are f- are what's dropping in the background behind him. And then we get Linda and Bob walking back the other way, and there's bleakin' feathers everywhere. Yep. Followed by Jimmy Pesto, who has the biggest smile on his face and brownies, because he no, put- No, it's fudge. Oh, fudge. I, I would prefer if they were brownies. Me too. Fudge is tough. It's a, it's a it's lot. Too much. It's too much. But because he put fudge in the urinal at Bob's. Mm-hmm. And then we see Linda questioning, interrogating Marshmallow. She crushes Marshmallow off her list. We have raining ornaments again. Linda is still on her quest. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I did not notice this. Dalton is with his dog. One of my favorite parts of Brunch Squatch is the picture that the kids draw of them about to stab Dalton so that they can steal his dog. So the fact that we we get to see her again, perfection. Love it. And we get uh, now Edith and uh, Harold. I always forget his name. I don't know why. Same. And they have cookies behind them because they stole the rest of Linda's chocolate chip cookies for their art, mm-hmm. nude art drawing thing class. Where 
So we get Linda then interrogating Mike. Well, not interrogating, just going through his mailbag. And it is clearly a December mailbag. That is stuffed full. And then we get the kids drawing the Bleakin, and they're asking people on the street. Like a missing poster. Have yeah. You seen? Have you seen the Bleakin? As we go I out absolutely the- love this cover. It's great. Do you want to hear the lyrics? Yeah. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. Where is my freaking Christmas tree? <laughs> gotta find my Christmas tree. I wonder if it was that guy. It wasn't that guy. I gotta find it or I might die. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. Where can you be my Christmas tree? Oh, I actually didn't know that they had changed the lyrics to fit the plot. Yeah. And it, one other thing is just at the end, it says, I don't know where it is, but I'll find it. Gotta find my Christmas tree. <gasps> Foreshadowing. Yeah. And that leads you into the next episode. Should we just jump into scoring them? Yeah, because I'm like, I'm exhausted. You're hungry? hungry. <laughs> yeah, okay. We score on a scale of one to ten H's at the end of Tina's uh. uh Skylar? I was going to score this pretty low until we went through that. Uh-huh. And there was some musical details, some other details. I like that it parallels the plot. I'm going to give it an 8.5. No, sorry, 8. 8. Eight. Okay, I'm going to give it an eight as well. I 100% agree with you. We can't get like, out of this right. No, we, we need something. Maybe next week. May- we'll have maybe to see. next week. Next week is going to be good, but eight is great. <laughs> I, I suddenly turned into a Sesame Street character. <laughs> but eight is a really good score. It's yes. just like it's got, it gives you all the feels, good music. Holiday it's a good way cheer. to end the episode. I love seeing all the characters, but nothing absolutely spectacular. I love the version of the song. Yeah, that's it. Those are the end credits to The Bleakening Part 1. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Go follow us on Instagram for the carousel. We're posting a lot of stuff for this episode and next week's episode. Yep. Bob's credits or anywhere else you do your social media. And our Christmas in July and May sale is live. Yep, at bobscredits.com slash shop. Use discount code THEBLEAKEN for 15% off those specific items yeah and uh anything else you want to say before we get out of here big yawn <sighs> big yawn's a good way to get stay us out jolly here. stay jolly works for me okay my stomach just growled